I'm Lonnie Goldsmith, the editor of TC Jew Folk. Before we jump into this week's Who the Folk podcast, I wanted to read the statement our organization made last week on social media in light of the killing of George Floyd. TC Jew Folk has been a platform and place for all the Jewish community, but we haven't always done what is required to elevate the voices of black Jews and all Jews of color who are part of our community. While we never set out to exclude, we have also not striven to include. The senseless, tragic killing of George Floyd and its aftermath have made it painfully clear we aren't placing enough value on diverse voices to seek them out. We aren't actively opening our channel to hear and to listen, and then many of our Jewish institutions wonder why Jews of color don't affiliate and aren't engaged. It's easy to reach out to the names, faces, and voices that we find familiar. Jew folk staff and the majority of our board benefit from whiteness or white passing privilege. And systemic white supremacy, yes, this is complicated, but it's practically irrelevant in this week's America, where we all bear some responsibility for reaching this point. As a reporting platform and self-styled community incubator, Jewfolk has set a much higher standard to achieve its mission. Here's how we are changing course, as a start, in order to become better partners, allies, and stewards to the community. We're placing an immediate call for submissions of any medium— thought pieces, poetry, art, what have you, from Jews of color, especially black Jews. If you have anything to say or contribute, we want to use our platform to amplify it. Myself and our entire staff are available to advise whether you consider yourself a writer or not and can provide technical and digital assistance. If hardware is a barrier for you to create content, get in touch and we'll help with that too. In addition, we compensate our contributors for their content. We are identifying areas of critical community conversations that can be hosted on our platforms and have them as soon as we can on an ongoing basis. We'll utilize our existing platforms to bring voices and experience of Jews of color to those in our community who might not encounter such voices in their daily routines. To leverage our existing interest area groups, for example, Minnesota Mamalas and J-Link on Facebook, to provide opportunities for members of those groups to develop deeper relationships with and to learn from one another about issues important to Jews of color, and to continue to listen, learn, and follow our organizational value to keep the effect on people, our audience, and all community members at the center of our decision-making. On this week's Who the Folk podcast, we talked to Dudley DeZum Coles, a black gay Jew who is also a nurse in this time of a global health pandemic. But mostly this week, I listen. I don't try to fix... I don't ask, what can I do? I listen and try to learn from someone who is going through things I cannot begin to understand. This episode is not tokenism. It's an honest attempt to start to do better. I hope you learn as much from this as I did. Dudley Dazum Coles, welcome to this week's Who the Folk podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. So we are in June, and this is... Both this is Pride Month, except for COVID nineteen. You are a black Jew nurse who is gay, and so uh, in the middle of a health pandemic, in the middle of a racial pandemic, um, how are you holding up right now? <laughs> uh, gosh, um, 
that's a loaded question. Isn't it though? I'm uh, sorry. I was trying to. Get, oh, no. I was trying to get you to laugh early. So. Oh, I know. I, I mean, no. I mean, um, it's a like it's. Oh, it's a loaded question, and um, there's a lot of things going on um, that are just coming at me. Um, as, as if COVID wasn't enough, um, I could recall a time when I was trying to deal with that, even as a nurse. Um, even with the whole stay-at-home orders, uh, my husband being um, laid off from his job and I'm not really certain about the future uh, with his um, job. Um, so that's another, that's a stress in itself. And then being concerned about my safety, our safety, our health, and, you know, if we were to contract the darn thing and what would happen, what the outcome would be. And then at work, just the constant anxiety of what's to come. Because, um, like, in, I mean, as a nurse, we're always just always on the ready. I'm always anticipating of what's to come next. Even if it doesn't arrive, it's just constant being prepared. Um, the surge was, like, the big thing. Yeah. And we're just, oh, my God, and seeing images from various cities, um, New York, New York City, uh, Louisiana, all those where they've gotten hit hard. We're like, oh my god, it's going to be yes, it's going to be yes, yes. And thankfully, counting my blessings, that we haven't come to that point, and you know, um, um, being grateful for the exceptional leadership of um, Governor Waltz and his handling of this. Um, been helpful. It's been saving grace. Um, some people may not see it that way, but we have. I have um, professionally. And then, boom. Yeah. Um, George George Floyd happened. Um, but even before that, um, as news um, starts trickling in, um, you know, there's the 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 relaxing of the stay-at-home orders, not only locally, statewide, countrywide, everyone having their very varying degrees of um, relaxations of the orders. Um, then you start hearing, you know, the incident that happened in um, Brunswick, Georgia. Yep, um, I'm out, Arbor. Yes, um, that happened, and the fact that it took, I believe, it was two two months before the the individuals, the white men were, were charged. I heard that. I'm like, well, and people wonder why there's a distrust, not for police, but authority or government for that matter, uh, a system that was supposed to look out for the people and be for the people was actually taken advantage of and used for, for, for other purposes that were essentially unethical and wrong. And again, it's 2020, to think that ha- that's happening and it happened. And then the incident that happened in um, Central Park, New York, um, that came up. Um, someone, you know, I, I recall conversations with some of my white friends and, you know, the old saying, like, oh, you can't use the race car. Like, even if I say, if I say something racial, jokingly, like, oh, you can't do that. That's not fair. And, and behold, what does... I forget her name. Oh God, I don't want to call her Karen. No, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, but basically, Amy Cooper. Amy Cooper basically used the race card. Oh yeah. And then 
like you wonder again it basically self-sophisticated my my internal feelings and the feelings that i probably share with a lot of um people of color black folks in that um you never know when it's going to happen doesn't matter the amount of education you have your zip code the car how well you speak your surroundings that it just takes i mean the guy was just burning burning it was just burning i mean to, i mean to put it plainly that's the, my the most whitest thing that you could almost ever do and he gets called out for it and someone basically felt threatened because they were called out like how dare you like as if you didn't know your place you don't call me out you're supposed to be called out not me and so with for that i'm going to call the police and report you and say that there's an african-american man threatening me wow and know in my mind that i've had i've played those 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 ideas in my head many a times where you know i'm very cautious about i'm just gonna be frank here i'm very cautious about walking behind a white woman a white woman at work um like in the parking garage or anywhere for that matter. Um, not to say I'm going to do anything, but just what happened with um, that incident that happened in um, Central Park could easily have happened to me. I'm very conscientious about how I um, appear. Like in, impressions is everything, is everything. Perception is everything. So it's like, am I wearing something that kind of, uh, enhance um, my look as being non-threatening. I wear my scrubs. I make sure my name badge is seen. And not only my name badge is seen, that you see my title, RN. Oh, okay, he's a upstanding professional individual. You know, um, I'm careful about what kind of, kind of car I drive. Just whatever. Just so that I make, I look comfortable um, enough to you so that when i enter your space or whatever that you don't find me as threatening and whatnot and that's it's constant stress and then george floyd happens um i think that image um it was so visceral i mean five seven minutes of just watching um that cop with his knee on his neck and then put the volume on and you hear him just pleading for his life. Ugh. It was just gut-wrenching. And then at the same time, the same breath, seeing pictures of him and I see it. And then it dawned on me, I'm like, oh my God, he looked like, a, he just looks like a normal, in quote, in air quotes, yeah. black guy, um, well-built, good haircut. He doesn't look "Quote unquote thuggish," you know, and this he and then it's it looks like he looks like me. Just he looks like me, and I just kept having these vivid images of myself being on that ground that that could have easily been me. Um, and then just was at a loss. I was in total distress, um, spiritual loss for that matter. Um, Besides, before all that, you know, having questioning my 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 place in the Jewish community, um, and feeling 
fully accepted. Um, I converted about two years ago and knowing that's even a question, um, depending on what's your stance on what it means, how does one define Jewish, someone being Jewish? Um, I'm familiar with, you know, the various movements and how they defined it. Um, I've gone to Israel um, through um, HMI and knowing the the, the political um, struggle that's occurring there for for having a space for non-Orthodox Jews. Um, But then you're supposed to feel accepted and 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 part of the community. But no, but wait, but wait, there's one caveat though. How are you Jewish? Oh. Your mother? Was she conservative or orthodox? Like just you just just the, that's that's another oh, yeah. topic. That, that, so, that's a that's a yeah, whole yeah, other yeah. thing. But yeah, that's no, I think other, you're right. I think it's that's a whole other but then but on top of that, me being black, it's like so am I accepted? Just questioning. And then, you know, just being in um, in Minneapolis, I'm not part of a legacy. Um, I'm There's nothing, you know, that connects me, culturally speaking. And then when I enter these spaces, um, again, the, 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 the same script that I always use, even when I'm at work or wherever I am, when I'm entering white spaces to make sure I'm being presentable, um, ex- um, make sure I'm not, I don't appear to be non-threatening and whatnot. But then I get in, I do my thing, service stops. Still in the back of my mind, I don't let my guard down. Like I can't be naive and just to know that it just takes one person, just one bigoted white person just to say or do something to just ruin me and I can't do anything about it. That's, and that's gutting that, you know, I, I could go to, to, you know, not any space looking however I want, obviously appropriately, but I can, I can always let my guard down. In fact, I really, yes. I, I don't often have it up. Um, and and I mean that is an unbelievable privilege that I have, and it's absolutely insane. And then it goes a step further in that the fact that you were able to identify that. So again, that's where the the when I talk about Jewish identity comes into play. In that, I'm sure. I'm sure you have your own internal ways of like, you know, questioning how Jewish are you and whatnot, but then put a black face on top of that. I mean, as if people choose to and want to question you, Lonnie, um, but at the end of the day, you're Jewish, you're Jewish, you're done. Yeah, you passed. Um, To what extent? That's another conversation. We'll see what happens, you know. Uh, But then at the surface, at the very surface, I walk in, I'm black. Whoa. Okay. Um, For me, I'm thinking, oh, they get it. They've gone through this. You know, the Holocaust and how it um, came up and like the starting of it, the beginning stages of before it just went 
right. where it went, right. but just the, the, the institutional uh, uh, race, the discrimination, the subtle, subtle injustices and um, getting it um, revved up to what it was, just little things, not noticing. Um, what's the problem? Like, why are you complaining? Like, no, they don't. It's not about you people. It's you're making a big fuss, and you're like, something's happening. Something's changing. Like, people are either this. I lost my job, or um, I can't uh, move, or I can't try. Like, just those little things. Like, in everyone else was just you're crazy. You're overreacting. You're being dramatic. Um, we're beyond that. You know, where this is, this is, well, for us now, this is, 20, this is the, the 21st century. You know, racism is gone. Like, we're post-racial. Like, God, come on, we had Obama, our first black president. Right. And then me as a, pers- a black person, like, yep, I'm highly aware of all those achievements, all those boxes that have been checked and everything. But at the same time, I still can't move through spaces as freely. I still have to worry. I, I live in a good um, neighborhood. Um, there's not many black folks here, around here, around me. Um, I walk like I am right now. Um, it's broad daylight. Um, even before the current climate, I it's in the back of my mind knowing that, again, it just takes one person just to be suspicious or question. But then I have to step back from it. I'm like, oh, that's like overreacting. Maybe they're just questioning just a question. But I, everything has to be done like half-heartedly. It's like I ha- always have to wonder what is their intent. I can't just just be and just go with the flow all the time. It's like you got to be on guard because the minute, boom. Um, Central Park could happen. Right. Um, Brunswick could happen. Um, what happens to George Floyd could happen. What happens to Fidel Castillo can happen. This is just me just going about, and they were people just going about their business, going about their business. They're here. They're American. They're part of their community. I'm just doing my thing, just like anybody else. Red, yellow, green, whatever, and then. One idiot, just because of the extra melanin on me, makes me a target. So you mentioned questioning your place in the Jewish community. Do you think that that's because you're black or because you're a convert? Or is it something external that you have seen or you've heard whispers or... You know, either in synagogue or somewhere else that that have made you question that. Um, in the beginning, um, I guess it's a little bit of both. It kind of goes hand in hand. Um, I wouldn't necessarily do the convert part because I've seen, I know many um, converts who are white, and it's just seamless. Sure. They, they're in. It's like no effort required, at least that I th- I know of. Um, of course, you know I'm not sitting down and asking, but just what I can see and tell, 
it's easier if you're white and a convert, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, or even I know people who are not even converts, but they're enveloped into the community. And they like, oh, you're Jewish enough. That works. But for some reason, um, the external, me being black, makes it a little even more... Like I can, some people I can get the sense that some people just don't know how to take me. It's like as if we're not the same, obviously visually. So it's like, what do I have in common with him? Like I, I you know, like I, I, I don't know how to work with this. Right. Um, it feels uncomfortable. Like you know, you can be gay, but if you're white, all right, at least we, we got that. You know, um, if you're transgender, but if you're white, okay, I can work with that. On and on and on. I don't know if that answered your question or not. No, I think it did. And and I do think sort of hear the, the anguish a little bit in the, you know, sort of the, and it, 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 it's so disheartening to hear you say something like, you know, the people, the idea of not knowing how to work with this, you know, and, and obviously, like, you know, you and I aren't going to solve, you know, 400 years of systemic racism no, in no. a half hour. And mind you, and, and, and mind you, I, my, I'm a first generation American. My parents immigrated from Haiti. So my, you could say my, my history starts when my parents immigrated here and when I was born. So when it comes to, like, say, you know, black issues or the, the african-american plight and whatnot i can say i i have no connection um um it, it doesn't it's not what i was raised with we don't talk about i have no slavery mm-hmm. like i don't i don't connect to that so that's another challenge in itself to know i'm being lumped in with um uh, 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 another uh, community that I'm not, I'm still trying to find um, acceptance through at times. But again, that's another story. But my point is that, yes, I'm familiar with, you know, the 400 years of, 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 of oppression and whatnot among the African American community. But then here I am, just, I just add another problem like, okay still how do we work, work with you You're, it's just different it, it, it is and it's the it, it's just it's another layer of of othering yes yes you're black but you're you're not african-american you're haitian-american and so you don't know that means you don't know our struggle speak again let's pretend i'm not a white yep. jew here you know what i'm trying to say gotcha. though, right yeah i do, I do. It, it, it's it's the you know you know you're you're gay you're but you have all of these you're the intersection of so many different uh, and then I convert to Judaism what was I thinking why <laughs> <laughs> to become a, I'm already a marginalized person within a marginalized group oh deadly. I mean just it, it, again it's a, it, it's a whole other you know level of marginalization you're like a quadruple minority at this point right right <laughs> right right right. And then, you know, at the same time, I, 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 I sincerely, people are sincere. I sense their, their, their sincerity and wanting to 
those who put in the effort, like they want to get to know me. They want to know who I am, but it's like, you know, I'm for a lot of people, I'm like their first, so to speak. It's like, and I'm aware of that. I'm very sensitive to that. So for me, it's like, okay, here's an opportunity. I can either a fuck these people. Oh, sorry. No, no, we're cool. We'll leave that in. <laughs> Fuck these white people. Like, I'm not gonna waste my time with them. I'm gonna just do me. I just know how to be careful. You know, just stay on my side of the track, do my thing, yada yada yada. Um, racism is here and it's staying. It's not going anywhere. Whatever. So the day I die. Or B, try to be a part of the solution and try to find ways not only. Um, combat my internal struggles of identity and whatnot and um, knowing that someone might look down at me and tr- um, cause some ill will upon me or what have you or or um, those those internal anguishes at the same time. But I had to rise about. I had to still show up. Because I know if I just can't, if I can't get through 10 white folks, if I get to one, it's a start. Right. So how, how you know, you have these moments of, of despair and anguish with all that's been going on in the Twin Cities. Again, not just as it relates to George Floyd, but as it relates to you professionally with COVID-19 and your husband being laid off because of COVID-19. How do you how do you rise above? How do you, where, where do you find the strength from? Cause like I said, I can hear that it is, there is so much going on for you and with you that it's, I, I, I'd have to imagine that there are times where you just want to curl up in a dark room and say the hell with it. Uh, um, uh, you know, yeah. I'll be back in a week. Yeah. And you know, even with COVID, Oh my God, I don't have any time I have to hear. Oh, racial disparities within, um, those who contracted the, the, the virus and, you know, African-Americans are more likely to contract it and die. So you could imagine here I am, I'm in a, a room and I'm the only black person. So as statistic puts it, I could just walk out and that's what it would look like. That's how easy it is for me to just be taken by this COVID thing. But at the same time, I still got to show up to work. I still have to <laughs> provide the care. I, I'm still following through in what I was commissioned to do as a registered nurse. Still do my part. At the same time, having these things in the back of my mind. And when you and you ask, like, what gives me strength? Um, I would have to say my husband. Um, very supportive of me for each other um his family um just being loving and accepting of me and then believe it or not my faith my faith within um judaism um i know that um however you want to define jews or whatever i know that there's not a lot of uh 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 uh, at least the circles I'm around talk about like, spirituality and whatnot. Um, um, 
I, you know, I believe in a God and I believe in a higher power. Um, I don't know if it has something to do with like, you know, Christian roots, but they kind of just, um, overflowed, like kind of transferred over and kind of make things easier for me. But then there were new, there were new beliefs and um, values that I picked up from Judaism that's also helped me and strengthened me. Um, it was through Judaism that I was able to um, return to my higher power. Whereas before I um, let that go, I was like nothing. Like I, I'm, I'm agnostic, but I'm not going to follow anything like any structure or anything like that. And then like, when Judaism came along, it changed that. It returned me back, I guess, to the fold, so to speak. Um, there's a lot of um, through Judaism, I was allowed the space to to question, to doubt, um, not only um, uh, the one above, but also those around me, my leadership. Um, you know, to come from a school of thought of like whatever you hear from the, at the pulpit is is word, and that's it. Yeah. And if you don't like it, get out. You're excommunicated. You're disfellowshipped. Then I come here. It's like. It, it was like, oh, wow, I don't have to agree with the rabbi. I don't have to agree with the authorities of so-and-so or whatever. It's, it's okay. It, it's, it's the Jewish thing to do. You don't just blindly <laughs> take things. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you're still Jewish. Right. right you and get, every you morning, don't get, I, You don't get penalized for, for having no, your own opinions. No, no. But then as long as those are your opinions, like what's the intent? What is, what is the motive? And at the end of the day is to, to, what is it? To, to kumulam, to repair the world. And that's what I'm doing now. This is what I'm, this is, this having this discussion with you is a part of that for me. Um, and then also, you know, every morning I, ch- again, I, I, is this just me? As you asked, like I, I um, recite the uh, uh, Modani blessing, um, just and then it's just a way to keep me grounded and to, despite all the strife, despite all the anguish and heartache, I count my blessing. There's still, I, I still, there's still some good. There's still some good. The people, the relationships that I've established. I'm able to work, you know, I'm still able to provide at the same time, still help, you know? So I know that, that, no, I think, no, I think it's, I think it's, it, it did answer it. And I think it's a, um, a beautiful sentiment. And I know it's really, I mean, I think we, you know, I know, I, you know, speaking just for myself, I know that, uh, I know that, you know, the last few months of, Sheltering in place has taken a toll, I mean, physically, mentally, emotionally, um, and I know it has for a lot of people. And um, you know, for a lot, I know, I also know a lot of people who are like, you know, whatever, it is what it's fine. You know, I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna go out and you know do whatever I can, and that's fine. But I know also that it's that it's hard. And then, and then George Floyd happens, and I think it's just sort of the the one on top of the other on top of yep. the other it's sort of the, yep. the you know and and i i i, I don't know if, if you have a you know and you yeah. if you if you know on if you take that and what you experience and how that may have made you feel 
but if that was the rest of your life. Right. This is just like, you know, this is unfortunately because, you know, we have a short attention span. Um, while it was just, I was telling someone that I was actually telling someone this at work, a uh, fellow nurse on my lunch break. And I, I see the, the anguish and the, the internal dialogue that people are having like, Oh my God. Oh my God. And you know, maybe you're right. Maybe it's because it, it was so visceral and it's so close to home. I mean, I'm at, um, 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 I'm not allowed, don't know if I'm allowed to say what hospital I'm at, but, <laughs> um, I'm at Abbott and I'm not far from where the incident had occurred, you know? And, um, I'm right there and I'm just next to Lake street and seeing all the destruction. And during my lunch break, um, my co-worker spoke to me and asking me, you know, how are you doing? And it's, a, and I understood, you know, when people ask you that, Hey, what's up? How are you doing? It's just like, you know, it's just something, it's just something, a polite thing to ask, but I could tell she wanted something more like really, truly wanted to check in on me. Yeah. And I told her, it's funny because, you know, coming to work, and this is my first day back to work after the riots had already occurred. Um, they were giving out, you know, mandatory um, leave of absence and just minimizing the number of cases so that we don't have too much people coming in and out, the employee for employee safety. Yeah. And I said, it's my first day back. And I have to tell you, as I was walking, driving in, I'm a little anxious. My anxiety level um, has heightened. Um, to the point it hasn't in a long time. Now, I've always been anxious about my surroundings and make sure I'm being safe and, you know, not become a target or whatever. Um, but now it's even heightened more because you're, you, as a white woman, white person, your anxiety is heightened. And I have to be even extra cautious in what I do and say, um, to not make myself an easier target because now it's just a, a free-for-all for, you know, with the, the, the vigilantes that are running around. It's like, oh, great. And then when I told her that, she was like, wow, I just just never knew that or even considered that. It's like, yeah. And then, you know, once she and I said, but you know what? Once we do rebuild, once um, the media gets bored of talking about it, you you feel now your anxiety has been depressed or leveled, and you feel safe and comfortable to be able to roam about as you please and not worry anymore. I will still have my 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 anxiety will still be there. It'll be lessened but it will still be here Why you get to be yourself again. Do-do-do. Karen gets to go out shopping again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... I, you know what I mean? The, yes. I mean, the little dig notwithstanding, although funny as it may be. Yes. But I do think that's important, I think, for people to hear and for people to recognize that the the... the white or white passing among us will their their anxiety will go away or get to be redirected to other things yes once this moment is over but it will it won't ever for you 
And I'll tell you right now, I mean, this is the same. This is when they now granted the fact that I am various layers of marginalized group. The 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 benefit of that is I can flow through various spaces, and I have I get the privilege. I'm naming my. I know I have privileges too. Um, that allowed me access. And, you know, the black part of me, I'm hearing black conversations and what their fears are and what they're thinking. And the sentiment is, well, you know, this is just on the past and this is going to go back to the status quo after this. And like, dang, what's all with these right fools? They, they just now realizing the shit was going down. Right. That's what we've been telling them all the time. The kneeling... The peaceful protests. We were telling you, you knew it, and and, and it's in. And, and we we saw the the white allies, those who were standing there next to us and whatnot. I know they exist. They're there, and I'm I am very appreciative. And in that sense, I think we come a long way for that. But at the same time, again, the attention will be gone again. And back to square one. It just gonna be the next, God forbid, the next shooting. Yeah, or what it, have you? It, it, and one of the things that I'm trying to, I, I've been trying to grapple with over the course of the last nine days, um, as you and I are speaking since since George Floyd was killed, was, you know, what is it about, what is it about this one that has made it, it, it turned into a national movement? This stopped being a local story. Um, you know, by last weekend when, when right. people took to the streets nationwide. And, and, you know, I get the sense that it's part of it is because it was filmed. Um, yep. in, such, in the length, the of, length of it is such stark oh, detail, the heartbreaking, anguishing, begging for his life. Yes. And then the fact that it is the third in a relatively short sequence of events with Breonna Taylor in Louisville and Ahmaud Aubrey in Georgia. And, you know, Breonna Taylor's wasn't caught on tape and it wasn't as publicized, but right. because it was a police shooting, you have all of these three incidents all seemingly, um, you know, wanton acts of violence by, you know, law enforcement or in the, uh, in Ahmad Aubrey's case, ex-law enforcement. Right. And, the people finally had enough. And I think the, and I think your point is correct and well taken that the idea of, you know, we, we as a black community tried to tell you that's, that's why we, that's why we know that's why that was the peaceful protest. And you didn't want to hear that. And, and I think all of it bubbling up is, is why now. And it just so happened to be Minneapolis, there was the straw that broke the camel's back, but it could have been, yeah, Minneap- and then, it could have been and Minneapolis. Then, it could have been Kansas city. Right. It was going to happen anyway. Right. And I think for Minneapolis, you know, it's, it's almost a bit of a, a contradiction in a way. It's almost like a sick joke in a way. It's Minneapolis, Minnesota, blue state, progressive. We're accepting. Oh, really? Boom. Yeah. You know, and and I've had to have I've I've had this conversation with friends and relatives out of state who who are sort of question how this could happen. I'm like, oh guys, you haven't been paying attention to Minnesota then, 
you know, right. we're, we're a blue state. We're seemingly progressive, but, you know, hats off to Governor Walls who called out the fact that we're a great place if you're white. But the disparities, yes. the disparities. Sorry again. No, 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 not at all. The disparities <laughs> are atrocious. And yep. you have, I mean, this is not the first incident with the Minneapolis no, police. No. This is far from it. And right. this has been, and you go back a hundred years to the redlining and the, the land covenants to yep. keep Jews and yep. blacks yep. out of certain areas. Yeah. Yep. So like, I, it was funny. So I was telling a friend of mine today, uh, another nurse of mine and she was like I was just telling her like I'm getting bombarded of people wanting to ask me what can they do what can they do they don't understand it's 2020 it's 2020 and this is happening I was raised to respect people and not to judge them by them their 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 love but that their character what's going on I don't get it Obviously, you were never listening then. If it took this point for you to realize it, to truly have you sit down and dig deep and ask those 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 questions, white supremacy, Jim Crow, we didn't make those. We as black people did not create those things. You did. Why? What was the intent? What were you? In, what were you afraid of? Why? Why can I not be accepted? That's you that need to ask that. That, and you need to do that internal work. Like, what is it? What? What? What do they mean by um, um, institutionalized racism or discrimin- discrimination? Those things that you mentioned—the covenants. What was the intent of that? Why? Why even come up with that? Why keep them out? Why not include them? What is it that we're we're, we're trying to protect? I can't answer that. I I can't either, but I think what yeah, I think what at least I'm able to educate a lot of my friends and family who are out of state to the fact that, you know, we are not just because we're a quote blue state, end quote, mm-hmm. doesn't mean we're a, any sort of utopia. We, we no. still have the no. we still have the same problems here that people have all over we're no better i mean i know no. you know we like to think we are but it's just a different like i tell people like you know because i'm a, i'm originally from florida in miami florida moved a, a lot across the state so it's geographically versus i'm i'm from the south yeah. and i'll have conversation with some of my friends up here and they're like oh at least you're not in the south because oh my god when i drove through whatever it is in Kentucky or in South Carolina or Mississippi, like, oh my goodness, the, the racism is just so blatant. It's like in your face. They're just so mean to each other. Like, how did you deal with that? And I say, the difference about racism here versus down there, at least down there, I knew. I knew from the, from the get-go, from the first interaction, if that person likes me or not. Even though we're going to stay, we're going to keep being civil, either at the, you know, at the grocery store, at a, at a diner, still do our little thing, transactional, but we're going to be civil. But I know already if you like me or not. And that's okay. We're not, we don't have to be friends or anything. We're just going to keep it civil. You come up here, I have no clue. 
You have no idea. But then subtle things. You take note. It may take a year, two years for you to come to that realization. Like, oh, they really don't like me. So. Well, you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ask you the question of, of what can I do, um, <laughs> because <laughs> in part because you're already all... doing it, Lonnie. You're already doing no, it. No, and I appreciate it, but but it, it is. You know, no, I mean, you're already doing what you have. Like, just it's no. just eliciting, and, I'm, and that's, that's I'm more than one. You know, and just it's, it's, it's a start. No, and I appreciate that. And you know, we, you know, personally committed to doing better. And I know TCG Focus and organization is committed to doing better, and and to listening, and to not, you know, it's our job to hear the plight of black Jews and Jews of color, um, and you know not ask what we can do and how we can help and not be that person, but, but to sit and listen and hear what, not just listen to what you're saying, but really hear what you're saying. Yes. And, you know, I, and no judgment, no, no, like, well, maybe you thought it this way. Don't know. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. Then you're really, you're, you now your, your, your savior complex is setting in. Right. Yeah. I don't, you know, and, that, and that's the mistake. And I, I trust me, I've got a lot of people like, no, no, then you're not listening. You're like, you're still trying to fix. You're still trying to fix yeah. because it's not because it's not your problem. Like right. because you just you just no way for you to to try to empathize with me. So does it make any sense to you? Right. It, yeah, it's not my job to fix. My my job is to fix what I can fix. I can't right. fix everything else, and I'm not going to try to, and I'm not going right. to tell. I mean, far be it for me to tell you how your issue should be fixed. That's right. God. I got my own issues to try and fix. Right. I can't try and right. I can't try and fix other people's. Right. Like, that's just that that that's not going to work. That's not right. And that's not how. And I hope people listening to this recognize that that's not how we build bridges and how we sit in relationship and sit in allyship. That's not going to, that's not going to do it. No, no. And I was telling uh, a friend of mine, I was like, I was in the Jewish, I think it was my rabbi. I was like, you guys do a, the Jewish people do a great job when it, you know, during a time of mourning, uh, the Shiva, like the, the community gets together, rallies together to go aid that individual, that family. You good? You guys, you're good at making um, programs and and um, checking all the boxes. You know, it's like really like you, when you, when you talk about social like action, you act like you. I mean, it's it's seen. Like you make it known. But in this regard, it's a little different. Yeah. Um. It's there's nothing tangible. Um. Like it's not just. Oh, let's put them on the board, or let's show that you know we're inclusive, or we're we're going to add some titles behind his name, or, or something. Have it's like it's it's more than that. It's it's more than that, and I think for me, it's more of the the relationship building. And with that, hopefully, that relationship like it causes you to to learn and see. And at the same time, it's helping me too. Oh, good. And you know, and that's you know, I think that you make a great point, and I'll leave it at this: is the the idea of you don't want to be added to a board 
so people, you know, to help an organization look like they're diverse. You want to be added to a board, A, if you want to be. I don't even know if you want to be. But B, because you have a skill set and you have things you can yes. bring. You should, yes. you, you, you should be added to a board on merit. Just, you know, again, like anybody else, you're... Because you have, because you have skills that you bring to the table, and because you have a point of view that you bring to the table, not because you're black or because you're gay, but because you're a person who has a skill set and but, can do a thing it, and can do a job. And, it, and, and you know, it's funny. It is because I'm black. It is because I'm gay. And that the, the board that or whatever institution organization they have a yearning to want to understand that gay person the gay issue or the black issue. They just don't know how to go about it. So it's like, it's not as, it's not accessible. So I get it. But then at the same time, it falls on, you know, the gay person or me, the black person. Like, do I want to take that on? I know what good of what good would come about it, but then do I want it to like, that's exhausting. That's heavy. Yeah. And it just takes, it just, it's not for everyone. And like I said, some people just, you know, A, just turn around and just like, F this, B, it's going to be a struggle, but it's worth it. I'm showing up. Yeah. Skin the game. There you go. Well, Dudley Dazum Coles, thank you. Thank you so much. I, I, I appreciate you and I appreciate this conversation and uh, I appreciate it just listening to you and I hope everybody listening can, you know, here's this and we can all start to do better in our own way. And we, we appreciate you being with us to help us kick this off and hopefully get this, get this conversation, you know, continue this conversation and keep, uh, keep the ball rolling in the right direction. I appreciate doing it and, um, and honored. So thank you. The Who the Folk Podcast is part of the Jew Folk Podcast Network, a product of Jew Folk Inc. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. If you have suggestions for other podcast guests, please email them to me at editor at tcjewfolk.com. For our other shows, check out tcjewfolk.com slash podcast.